Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is the chop up. It is what is it? Miami week. No, I'm sorry. It's Father's Day weekend because Josh Allen is going down to see his kids in Miami. It's your boy, Jay Spence the King. I got my man Sterles for the girls from Cover One. And I got my homegirl, Kristen Kimmick, the president of Bill's Mafia Babes, joining us tonight. Well, not joining us tonight. She is a, a contributor for Buffalo Rumblings at this point. My man Sterles is he's Cover One, but now he's some he's a contributor to it is our fam. So this is going down. What's going on, Sterles? Hey man, look, I'm I'm recovering from uh my little weekend in <laughs> Buffalo, you know, from tailgating and meeting everybody. But shoot, I'm here, I'm ready, bro. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Kristen? How's it? K Gun, K Gun. Hey guys, um, <laughs> I'm also still recovering from the, that 10-day run that we went on. That was yeah, that was a marathon. That wasn't that was a straight up marathon. Yo, before we went live, Kristen just asked me, she's like, so, you know, long day, long week? I'm like, yo, I'm still like that jet lag. So the three hour time difference, first of all, ruined me while I was in Buffalo. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a trooper with it. So I, I, I went through these events and I did everything like a not a boss, like a king. And nobody even realized it because but I was exhausted. I get back and I still it's like now I'm falling asleep on Buffalo time. Like it's 11 o'clock in Buffalo. It's eight o'clock here. And I'm like, sitting. <laughs> so I got to do better. I got to do better. But, yo, like I said, it's Father's Day weekend for my man, Josh Allen. Let's uh, before we talk about the celebration tomorrow. And yes, I'm being cocky. I shouldn't be because I was cocky week one and we obviously had a disappointing loss. So let's kind of dive into that real quick before we talk about the actual game. Let's start off with just. Man, how great was it? First of all, Sterl, so you you live in Denver. Yeah. You live in Denver. How was this your was this your first home opener? I know it's not your first yeah. game, but was this your yeah. first? Okay, so so first, tell me a little bit about your experience of like, you know, is is Bill did it, the Bills Mafia live up to the reputation that we've built for you? Man, let me tell you. First of all, I got to spend it with you two. Okay, so that that, that to me was special, Facts. right? Because y'all, Facts. you know, we homies. You know, Chris, Spence, the King. You know me. You know, it's just a trifecta. So, outside of that, though, hey, let me tell you, look, look, they know how to put it on, and it's it's better than even what's advertised. Like, I mean, you from the time you pull up to the stadium, you just feel the energy and the nostalgia of being uh, around Bill's Mafia, like walking around everybody's just like just the camaraderie is just crazy i mean i was walking yeah. around eating everybody's food didn't even care i was taking shots out of the bowling ball i was <laughs> Man, squatting I on the toilet i mean dude i was wild for a little hot minute dude i'm telling Yo, you dog like i, I didn't even care you, i'm gonna be honest i judged you when it came to that bowling ball like and i felt bad i didn't feel bad but i think i was talking to ashley or leslie from from Bafia babes and i was like yeah you know what i just don't trust people enough to be drinking out that bowling ball she's like well i've had a shot or two in my time and then you come around the corner you're like yo i just did a shot from the bowling like literally like on cue it was just like yo. hey let me tell you the, the black in me says bro why are you doing that but then when you the surround black- the but you're surrounded by Bill's mafia. You're like, I don't give two Fs. Hey, give me two. Hey, I was killing that jump. I was like, if I'm gonna die, Jesus, take me now because I just hit this bowling ball. So it was lit. It, I had so much fun, man. It was crazy. Yo, first of all, Sterling just talked about how he was he was sitting on the tape or on the chair. Like, I just want to show y'all he was on the toilet <laughs> outside the pencil run. So for those listening to this in podcast form, you got to go to Twitter, find Sterling on Twitter. It's furrow is at furrow Sterling. And you can see the picture that he posted that like he's with the pencil run. You know, if, if everybody's familiar with pencil run, you, you know, he has the car, he has everything over there in the toilet and he's just squatting over the toilet. And it's just like it's, it's so perfect. Man. With my it's J's so- on, with my J's. Yeah. On. You know what I'm saying? Gotta, I, you was brave. I didn't wear my J's. I wore my Tim's because I, I was nervous that it was going to rain. And you know how, well, you don't know, but Kristen would tell you, man, when it rains, those lots, especially Hammer's lot, gets, man, it's, it's filthy. So I was just nervous. Bro. So, but real quick, Kristen, first time back. Now, now you're not a, you're not a, a newbie to home openers. And you're not oh. a newbie to games. Oh. But holy That's, crap, what was it like for you, you know after I, no fans? I'm I'm a newbie to a, a home opener after not being able to be at a home opener for a couple of seasons. You know, I mean, that was holy cow. Holy cow. <laughs> it was just like, I, I mean, obviously the energy, I'll be honest, the energy at the tailgate to me was lower leveled. It just kind of seemed like everybody was more chill this season. And I that kind of really threw me. But once we got in that game, holy smokes. Like that was, I mean, that was lit. That was so lit. Like, 
when uh, I just get chills even just thinking about you know the roar when when Josh Allen walked in, the roar when Stefan Diggs, and that was Stefan's first time hearing us, like actually yeah. hearing us. You know, no, you're right, because we obviously um, there were some fans for the playoff games, but it wasn't it wasn't full fledged Bills Mafia. It was, you know, the first game that Joe and I went to was the the Colts game. I think mm -hmm. there was 11 or 12,000 people there. And then the Ravens game had 17, I believe. So, yeah, you're right. Um, he got to experience a little bit of it, but nothing like this. And like first that. of all, you, you, let's talk about that for a second, because the energy in the stadium was so intense. But it was also intense from the players. When have you ever seen Josh come out that hype? Like he ran out the tunnel, like you know, like let's go. And you could you could see it. I wish I had the video of it. I but know. I know. What, what do you? Well, how do you feel about that? Because I feel like the energy. I feel like they were. Everybody was so hyped up, and, and the energy was so high for the game. Yeah. I feel like it was one of those things. Like you know what? Maybe these guys aren't. I don't want to say they weren't focused, but I feel like they were so excited that maybe their nerves kind of just didn't allow them to really get going. What, what's your take on that, Kristen? You know, that's exactly what I was thinking was that um, I think it was pretty clear to everybody that Josh just seemed a little off this game, right? Like yeah. he was overthrowing, he was thrown into like four man coverage where there literally wasn't anybody there. Like there was all these things that were happening. And I kept it kind of attributing that back to that initial energy. Like it almost felt like he was kind of overcompensating for that loss at Kansas city. And I don't know if that was it. I don't know if it was just that, you know, the having the mafia finally back in there and having that noise. Like, I, I don't know what his, what kind of threw him off that game, but I just still don't feel like he, he wasn't the Josh that we saw. Now, I don't think he's regressing. I think that this was like a one time, you know, one game thing that we're going to see from him, but it's still, I, I think a lot of it has to do with what you said. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the, we saw sugar high Josh again. We really did. I mean, he was hopping in the pocket. He was all over the place, but I, well, I mean, that's a fair, that's a fair take. My question is, um, before I ask Gerald, so I'm, I'm kind of follow up with you, Kristen. So you said that you feel like we saw a little bit of the sugar high Josh. I, so when I watched it and, you know, so Kristen and I kind of watched film last night, we watched the game again. The thing is, I didn't, I personally, I didn't quite see sugar high Josh. Like I saw running for my life, Josh, like the line <laughs> looked bad to me. Yeah. Um, and that, and obviously we know, um, Dion had the, the, he had, he's recovering from COVID. So you can tell that his conditioning isn't there. <sighs> Mongo Feliciano just didn't look. And even Mitch, Mitch had a, I think he had two holding penalties or maybe just one, but he had a couple plays that he just got beat. Um, and I tell you what, TJ Watt, he made up for his performance last year where it, it looked like Daryl Williams got the best of him. So, you know, I'm I'm agreeing with you in the sense that Josh looked unsettled. But do you think, you know, to your point, do you think it was the sugar high or do you think it was really like he was just running for his life? I mean, because like I said, he just didn't look settled at all. I mean, I think it was a combination of both. Uh, we all saw Pittsburgh's defense. Their their lights out. I mean, they were yeah. they were incredible. Um, and then mix in, you know, our, our O-line. You know, we we saw messes with obviously Dion is exhausted from COVID. Um, Feliciano, um, for whatever reason, if that's weight or not, or just because he was against Hayward. Um, yeah, even um, it, it, we just had holes. There was holes on holes on holes. So you're, I think you're right, but I also think that there was a little bit some of those overthrows, things like that. Mm -hmm. Like we're used to consistency mm -hmm. with him, and it just was non-existent this game. You know, there are so many drop passes, there are so many overthrows, and I think that it was a combination of him being overhyped with, again, what you said with, you know, also our O-line issues. There was a play specifically that you pointed out to me um, when, when Steph, so Josh, it was, I believe it was a third down play and, and Josh threw it to Stefan Diggs. And it was like the moment he caught the ball, he was hit. Like it, it he didn't even really get a chance to catch it good. And yeah. to, to that point, when you, you pointed it out to me, it's like, yeah, this is what we can't see from Josh. Like, not that it wasn't a completion, but you don't want to put your number one receiver in that position to get hurt like that that quickly. Right. Sterles, what what's your take on um, you know, just overall on the game? How do you feel the, the offensive line um performed? Do you think that maybe with with uh my guy Dion still kind of recovering, trying to get in the game shape? Do you think we should take a look? Earth Rocker says that maybe Spencer Brown needs to get some reps. Uh what what are what are your takes on the line and, and how do you think we can correct this going forward? Because we it's a long season, man, and it was just week one. Yeah, no, I agree with you both. Um, Cody Ford was the best offensive lineman on Sunday. I should tell you something. What? Uh, 
consistently, consistently, yeah. Watching the film, I mean, they all got worked. All five of them just got worked. But Cody Ford was the best of the five that got worked. Uh, you know, it was one of those things where Josh never really got to settle into. Um, he was never comfortable in the pocket. Um, it was a it was a perfect storm, and it was a perfect uh, you know game plan from the Steelers staff. Um, and I, I think it was probably Brian Dable's worst game coached as offensive coordinator. So I think from a Josh perspective, this is what we've seen. We've seen him perform this way against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it wasn't anything, you know, like, oh, you know, nothing to worry about. But I think the wide receivers, in a sense, let him down, too. I mean, he had some some throws where guys just dropping the ball. Um, so in a game, you know, Patrick Mahomes doesn't make every perfect throw. And Josh, yeah, he had some throws where I'm sure he'd like to take back. And I think, you know, in the beginning of the game, I think he was kind of chasing the big play. Um, so I think we're going to see a more cerebral Josh Allen on Sunday. He's going to definitely, he's going to, um, I think he'll take his shots deep later in the game. But I think what we're going to see is he's going to establish himself, uh, you know, in the short intermediate game. Um, so I, I fully expect Josh to have a really good game. Now, from a run blocking perspective, you know, I Spence, we talked about this in the stadium. I said the Bills look better in the pin and pull when they when they're able to run uh run the ball and block from a vertical standpoint than horizontally. The zone blocking stuff that they were pulling, it, it just didn't work well. So hopefully mm-hmm. they can kind of switch to maybe the pin and pull and kind of just get these guys out in space where they don't have to think. So I really do think the Bills, uh, from an offensive standpoint, I, I really do think they'll bounce back this week. Well, Daniel says he's concerned about Dion's ability to handle the heat in this post-COVID condition. This is, again, kind of where I was alluding to when I said, do you think, like, right now with this conditioning, uh, do you think it might be a good idea that Spencer Brown gets some reps? Or and not even maybe Spencer. I know he might not be developed yet. But do you think it might be the time, not necessarily saying bench Dion. I don't want to bench Dion. He, he's, an, he's a very good left tackle. But do you think that it might be time to kind of figure out some things when it comes to, you know, just shuffling around until Dion's back to being Dion? Uh, I think when it comes to like conditioning and strength, I think the only thing that that's going to help him is reps. So I think you got to stay, you got to keep him out there until he tells you, Hey, I'm tired. I need to come out. Um, because we know when Deion Dawkins is healthy and when he's conditioned, he's, he's a top 10, top 15, uh, offensive tackle in this league. So, um, no, mm-hmm. I, I would say, you know, let the rookie just be the rookie right now. And if he, if he needs to come in, let him come in in a pinch, but, uh, no, you know, Deion's going to be okay. Deion's a, we paid him because he's a really good tackle. So, um, I'm not, you know, Dion's going to be all right. It's going to take him a couple of weeks to kind of get acclimated to, to being, you know, where he needs to be, but he's going to be fine. Okay. Well, before I go any further, cause I, I want to get to the defense too. I was super impressed with the defensive line. Uh, but before I, before I talk about that, I do got to take a quick moment and, and kind of just throw a shout out real quick. So just in case bags, let me just tell y'all, I was in Buffalo for this opener, right? And I saw some link ups. I saw some special connections being made. I saw some things happening at the game at the tailgate where people was like, well, what you doing after this? Let me tell you, if you aren't prepared for those special connections, those special link ups, just in case has something for everyone. The bags we got filled with goodies that you may need for freshening up after work, a gym session or like I said, a little sneaky link or just because. So let me let me kind of tell the ladies what we got for you and inside the ladies bags. We got everything from y'all see the list there. You got everything you need to be out there when things are going on and you might not have time to run home, you know, and you are Orchard Park and, you, and your peoples might stay in West Seneca and you live downtown Buffalo. You might have had a, you might not have the time to go home and get jiggy. If you're trying to get jiggy, we got everything you need in, in, in the bag there. And fellas, it's not just for the ladies. We got something for us too. You know me, I got the braid. So I had to throw the do rag at the top there. Cause I got to keep that thing crisp. You got to be tight. So fellas, make sure ladies, make sure y'all go check this out. Go, go to, it's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. Go to the website. Check it out. My homegirl, she's from Jersey, but she got some Bills Mafia background. So don't. No, I'm sorry. Not Jersey. She's from Philly and she got some Bills Mafia background. Don't hate on her from being where she's born from, but she got love for the Bills. So I got love for her. So but let's get it back. Let's let's bring this thing back to what we're talking about real quick. The defense. I'm so impressed with the defensive line. Last year, I feel like a lot of times um, we were accredited. The team was accredited with or not accredited. We were credited with pressures on the quarterback and we were credited with so much like whatever the thing is we didn't really mess up no plays man we we didn't stop completions we didn't do all the stuff this year man I, it's like 
it's like Christmas for me watching that defensive line. I'm going to start with Kristen real quick. Kristen, what do you think uh, about the defensive line compared to last year? Do you think, um, like, are you excited about it? Or have you seen enough to think that this is really going to be something this year? I really do. I think, you know, I, I'm a strong believer that um, defense wins games, man. We, that That's really, you know, defense wins the games. And I think that, I think we've gained more chemistry year over year with our defense. Like, they came out, I mean, our defense was, you know, it was what it was. But who was already there in the, you know, plus adding in the, you know, all of our additions, we're going to be a problem this year. Like our defense yeah. is going to be a problem, you know, which we need, which we need after we saw, you know, the, you know, we saw the offense. It, we need to, we need to really capitalize on our defense this year. And check this. We didn't even have, we didn't even have star. So no. like all this summer I've been saying like, okay, look, we see what the run defense looked like without star. And, and with Star two years ago, it wasn't like the best. It was just better than last year. So now this year, Sterling, we kept a guy who I think is going to be probably a top seven running back in the league this year. I really do. I think um, depending on what that offensive line in Pittsburgh does, I think Najee Harris is a monster, man. We kept him like we we kept him bottled up for the most part of the game. And my man Tremaine was catching bodies. If you see something, <laughs> say something. You see what I'm saying? If you see something, say something. But tell me. I mean, I didn't I, I didn't even I didn't even mean to throw that out there. It just it was just it was just there. But but what do you what do you think, man? Like the, the run defense. Oh, she's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> do you think, how do you feel the defense is looking there in that regards as well? Man, the defense, man. Like just seeing them, watching them, like it was, it was incredible. Like Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver played his ass off. I mean, that guy, like from you know his run fits were immaculate. Um, you know he he really, uh, you know you saw him use his hands more. He was fierce. Um, he he you know he was shedding blockers. I mean he he played a hell of a game. And you got Gregory Rousseau as a rookie, his first game. It didn't show up on the stat sheet, but what he was able to do using his length, you know, kind of keeping, uh, you know, offensive tackles, you know, at bay and just kind of working them, you know, because he could see over everybody. I mean, the guy, the defensive line was was incredible. I, I was impressed. Najee Harris, I mean, you and I were talking during the game and we were like, Najee is a he's a, a beast. He's a man child. Just look at that dude. Like he he is a full man like. When we, when we talk about like Braun getting his man body, Najee got his man body already, and I'm telling mm-hmm. you, nobody. We should all look at that that performance and go. We need to give the Bills more credit what they did in the run game because they really they shut. Honestly, they shut them down. The Bills defense shut Pittsburgh down. You know, if it wasn't for a blocked punt, right? Uh, it's it's a different story. So I'm excited about this defense. Now you you plug Starla Tule in the middle of that defense on the defensive line. You know, what he's going to be able to do and something that we all should take a look at is he's going to be able to, to, to maintain two people are going to have to block him most times. So you're going to see two people on star and then you're going to see a, you're going to see one on one matchups. And this Miami offensive line is very young. So if the Bills can win these one on one matchups, it's going to it's going to prove dividends. And there's a you know, we're going to look at some film later in the show and I'm going to show you some things how the Bills can exploit uh, this Miami offense. Well, I, what I want to show is how my man Tremaine was uh, just catching bodies. Uh, you see how he just – we love you, Tremaine. We love you, Tremaine. He just out here catching bodies. And I'm going to keep playing it for a second there. You just see that on the loop. And it just you see how he looked at him? Like, look, look at him. Like, come on, boy, stand up. You know what I mean? And that's – the thing is, I know – I know. now it's funny sometimes because, yeah. you know, everybody knows that I love Tremaine. Uh, but on top of me loving him, it's legitimate. I'm not loving him just because I, I chose to pick a player that is like, all right, I'm gonna have fun with it. No, the dude is actually he's improving every single year. And I feel like it's unfair that a lot of times um, and not just our fan base, but just in general in football and sports, period. We have expectations for guys to come out of the draft and be like Hall of Famers day one, day right. two. And and what I've seen from Tremaine like his rookie year, you can tell that he was tentative. You can tell that he, he didn't quite. I'm not saying that he was slow to the game, but he was trying to understand it more so than just being natural. This year, after three years of all of it, like moving on and moving on, now we're seeing him react naturally. Um, Joe mentioned on the show the other night, and I was joking, but at the same time, my point got across. Um, he he said, well, he the thing is, he wasn't running east and west now. He was running north and south. And and the thing is, he's just there, there was another play. 
um, it was in the first quarter, I believe, where he literally just split the tackles and just and bust Najee Harris in the backfield for two yard loss. And this is the this is the type of play that I'm expecting from Tremaine this year. But I'm telling you, he's gonna make people eat their words, man. I'm I'm telling you, he's gonna make people eat their words. Yeah, I mean, when you go back to that little that that play you just played, notice how Tremaine looks over Najee at the end of the play. That's something that tells you that his confidence is through the roof now. Like he's mm-hmm. kind of he's kind of he's understanding the game, man. And that's that's scary. That I mean, look at this. I mean, he he steps over him and is like, "Yo, I'm here." Like, you gonna learn today? I mean, yeah. Najee's right leg just almost broke in half. I mean, look at that! Bow! Like, I mean, <laughs> like that is fierce. Like, Tremaine is he ain't nothing to play with, dude. Now you're gonna, yeah. I think we're gonna see him leashed, and he's he's gonna be wrecking people all year. So I, I expect a big year from Tremaine. Well, let me ask you, Kristen, and then we can move on from my guy Tremaine because everybody knows I love Tremaine. We don't have to we don't have to uh, <laughs> to beat a dead horse here. But um, like I said, we watched some film yesterday and and there were several plays aside from this one that I just showed. There's several plays where you really see Tremaine. He's all over the field for you. Um, what, what is it that you, you feel excitement about when you watch not just Tremaine, but like the linebackers and the secondary? Because it seems like they work in unison now. You know, it, it Tremaine was everywhere. Everywhere Hyde was, you saw Tremaine around the ball. Everywhere Jordan Poyer was, Tremaine or, or Matt Milano was there. What's your excitement about the secondary? I know, like I said, the, the defensive line, we just talked about how they're a strength. How do you feel about, about everything else? Uh, I like it. Um, I think that going into Miami, um, just from doing research and stuff, it looks like we're going to do a lot of, you know, man, man to man coverage with them, which I think is going to be needed. And I think that that's really where our secondary excels is that man to man. Um, so I'm really, I am, I'm really excited to watch that part of it. Also just side note, um, you know, I'm coming out to Phoenix next week for work. So I'm going to bring you your sign back that you left in my car. Um, <laughs> The thing is, I want you to like, I mean, that's fine. You can bring it, but I would prefer for you to actually next home game you go to. I want you to to take it. Yeah, I want you to get it on the screen. Like, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. It's jiggy. And 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 you're and you're Kristen. Like, so you're you're the president for Mafia Babes. You're gonna get on TV. It just is what it is. So I need you to use your photo ops and everything to kind of get me in there. We'll we'll get your sign on TV then, Spence. All right, let's get to (laughs) <laughs> only as long as you like the high pitch. I love it, Tremaine. Like I, I need that from you. Like, I got to do a sound bite. Matter of fact, I'm a I'm gonna do a sound bite and I'm gonna record it and put it into the intro to the code of conduct. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, just talk about uh, David Reed's comment here. He says that Trey gonna hold it down, but I'll never see Wallace as anything but a liability. Again, so we were watching film and then not even just the watching film part, but during the game, Sterling and I noticed a few plays, one in particular where he got he 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 wasn't targeted that play. They didn't pass it to the to the receiver who he was covering. But, man, he got broken down in a way that it's just like, yo, you should not be getting broken down like that. And I get it. You, you don't win every rep. You don't win every rep. I get that. And sometimes, you know, you play in the league long enough. You're going to take an L at times. I get that. But, bro, he just didn't look solid at all Sunday. Um, what what you think? Where are we at with that? Yeah. Uh, so first of all, like it's one of those love hate kind of things. Like you love the cerebral, hardworking player that that Levi Wallace is, but we all know he's not the best athlete. So players like Deontay Johnson are just going to work him because they're really fast. And then one play, you know, and it was blowing up on Twitter, but we saw it live. His ankles got broken twice in one play. That boy's jock strap was twice. like <laughs> a hanger. His, hey, his jock strap was a hanger bar. Deontay Johnson is in the, on the field. So um, that's okay because, you know, it, there's never a perfect situation. But, you know, you had to look at the, the, the matchups week to week. And mm-hmm. that's why I think the Bills kind of beefed up that defensive line because, you know, they don't want to give quarterbacks time to throw the ball where they could just sit back, relax, and just huck one deep. Uh, but Levi Wallace excels and, and, sh- you know, short to intermediate, you know, in zone coverage, you know, he can man up on a guy, um, like look for him tomorrow to man up on Deont- uh, Devontae Parker. He's going to do a really good job. You know, it's when, you know, he has to quarterbacks have like three seconds to throw the ball and they're looking to throw the ball deep. That's where he's going to struggle. Anything 15 yards and, and back, he's going to, he's going to have his limitations because he's not the, the greatest athlete. So yes, the bill should have got a CB two in the off season, but you can't, you know, you can't do it all. 
So, uh, but Levi is solid. I mean, he, he's he's a decent corner for a cornerback too, and he's just going to get targeted because Trey White's just that good. You know, Taron Johnson played a hell of a game. Nobody talking about that either, right? Well, so no. Well, the thing is, when you when you do your job, you're not noticed. So it's right. one of those things where if if you're not getting the negativity, you're not getting people talking crap about you. Hey, that's a good thing. We're yeah. gonna accept that. Like so, yeah, Johnson. Thank you, dog. I appreciate you. I appreciate the game you played. But look, last season I was a little critical on Levi. I really was. Um, I feel like that might that might it, it might kind of dig in or roll over to this season. Unfortunately, not not me being critical, but uh, the the play or the lack of execution on certain things. Man, he he has to he really has to pick it up. And I understand what you mean. Being opposite of Trey, you're gonna get those targets because Trey is gonna Trey is gonna even contrary to what EJ from PFF thinks. Trey is a very good cornerback. And For there's sure. a lot of times that quarterbacks will look over there at EJ, I mean, at EJ, at, at Tredavious yeah. and be like, heck no, ain't no space over there. I do not want to pick six or I don't want an interception. So, you know, it is what it is. Real quick, do me a favor, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in this room, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Facebook, on Twitter, if, first of all, if you're on Facebook or Twitter, I'm not saying leave us, but do me a favor and hop over to YouTube so you can hit the like button for me. We really need, um, these likes to go up so it can help out the algorithm. So that way, when people look for Buffalo Bills content, you're going to see the chop up. You're going to see Buffalo rumblings. You're going to see Kristen from Bills Mafia, babes. You're going to see my man Sterles for the girls from, from cover one. And you're going to see me. Uh, you're going to, you're going to see, uh, you see the shirt. I, I don't call myself this. This is really about the, the just in case bags, but uh, you're going to see the King. Last week I had the King on. This one says Addy. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Also, uh, the fourth member of of the Chop Up crew, uh, Angelina, she's not currently in the room because she's actually in Miami. She's she's already partying for Father's Day, you know, so she's enjoying it. She's going to pop in here quick and she's going to give us a little bit of, um, you know, just a little bit of background on what's going on down there. So we're going to get her in here in a minute. But so before we do, let's start talking about it. What's your expect, Kristen? Let's start with you. What's your expectation for tomorrow going going into Miami? Um, you know, first, I guess. You know, what's, what's your, what do you expect to see differently from last week to this week? I, what I hope to see different from last week is I hope our O-line steps up. I mean, I think that that was the major issue that we really faced last week. We know we're good with defense. I think that, you know, Josh is going to have a game, you know, a belt, you know, a game under his belt at this point where he's going to iron out in this off week. I think that he, we all know he's hard on himself, right? So I think that he's going to iron out those issues. Um, I'm really hoping to see, honestly, I want to see more out of Feliciano. Um, I know that there's, you know, everybody's, he lost the weight and he did, he did all these things. I, I did read something. I actually read an article where, from an interview with Matt Perino, um, after Thursday's practice, I think. And Feliciano said that losing the weight for him was intentional. Apparently some, um, somebody, he doesn't know who said to his agent, like, man, if he would lose that weight. He could be a pro bowler. And so he went out and he lost that weight. I don't think that that was, you know, I, I don't think that this is a negative thing. A lot of people are looking at it as being negative. I think that he's now in a different body and he needs to learn how to use that body. But I also think it's going to make him quicker. I think it's going to, you know, I, I, but he just has to learn it. And I'm, I'm really hoping that this is kind of like the Feliciano, you know, this is the Mongo comeback game. You know, he, he got, you know, whatever he needed to out of his system. I want to see him come back. Obviously, we want to see Dion, but I think that that's something that's more, you know, that's not really as much in his control. You know, I yeah. need to rest him more, to be honest. Um, I also want to, I want to see, um, I want to see more work out of uh, Daryl Williams as well. So mm. um, I want to see the three of them because I feel like those were our, our three big issues. I, I want to see that turn around a little bit. Your uh, comment about Feliciano losing weight intentionally, Lone Wolf says, well, who lied to Feliciano? <laughs> and the thing is, look, you're right. Um, I, I understand guys want to be slimmer and healthier and more athletic. So losing weight will help you do that. Right. But the thing is, the job that that John has, look, man, we need you to be that dog that you were. We yeah. need you to, you know, and and to, to my homegirl Amy's point, she said, man, they all got manhandled. It was ridiculous. And I agree. What? When you look at, you know, I don't want to give anybody an excuse, but if I'm going to give anybody an excuse, like I said, it's going to be Dion. The guy's recovering from COVID and you can just tell that he was winded. But the, the issue or the, the one that I was looking at, like I said, was Feliciano. Mitch Morris didn't play well. Daryl Williams, last year he had a great game. 
But look, it's TJ Watt, man. That guy is probably going to be the defensive player of the year this year. If he's, I mean, I know it was week one, now it's week two, but I mean, that guy is incredible. You know, he and his brother just have the genes of like, it's, it's just not fair to see what these guys, you know, the family genes that they have. It's just, it's just ridiculous. But Sterles, what, what about you? What's your, what's your thoughts on, you know, all of that? Like, what's your expectations as far as what we're going to see differently from week one now to week two? So, Kristen, you made some really good points about the offensive line. I mean, I, I mean, I was not a fan of bringing Feliciano back in the first place, but, um, but he's here. So let's let's look at it from a constructive point of view. You know, when you lose that much weight at that level of an athlete, it takes time to kind of come into your, you know, how you're going to settle in. You know, make sure your base is good. Uh, you know, your hand placement, all those things are important. But then you got to realize like who who the opponent was, and and those you know still was front. They're really good. Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt, sure. Melvin Ingram. I mean, those guys were they, they, that's one of the that's probably the best front seven that the Bills will see all all season. So, yeah, they got hit in the mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, we want to see them uh, progress and, and be better. You know, I think offensive guard, along with cornerback, is one of the biggest needs the Bills are going to have coming into the offseason. Um, but one of the things I'm, I'm paying attention to. I want to continue to see. You know, these young guys like Gregory Rousseau, you know, I want to see F.A. Obata. Um, you know, I want to see more from Mario Addison from a defensive line perspective, because I think that's where, you know, that was the emphasis that that Brandon Bean had coming into the season was was we want to control the line of scrimmage. So from week one, we didn't do we didn't do so well on the offensive side of the ball. But defensively, they did a really good job. And this is another matchup where the Bills can be advantageous. You know, you're going to see mm-hmm. Gregory Russo's play in front of his hometown. Like, he's a Miami kid, went to, went to school in Miami. He's going to show out, um, you know. And I, I just really think that we're going to start to see – I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go crazy, but I really do think Gregory Russo has every ability to be a star in this league. And I think we're going to start seeing that come, you know, week to week. I mean, I kid you not, when you watch what he's able to do and how he processes the game – and how he can, you know, he can, he can, you know, stare down the tunnel and, and make sure his his run fits and his, you know, controlling the line in the lanes to contain quarterbacks in the run game. I mean, and his pass rush moves, I mean, they're only going to get better. Worker Bruce Smith this offseason, it's only going to pay dividends. So I'm definitely watching uh the defensive line in this next in the performance tomorrow. So it's gonna be good. Well, well, I also um if you can, let's let's take a minute now real quick and and you had a couple things prepared for us. You want to start with the second quarter or the fourth quarter? We're going to we're going to switch over now to Miami. And you had some things prepared for us for for Tua Tunga Vailoa. Am I saying that right? I always mess his name up. Little tongue twister. Tua T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh where do we want to start? We want to start with the second or the fourth? <clears throat> yeah, so <clears throat> Let's start with the second quarter. And um, I'll say this as we uh, as you pull up that video. One of the things that that the Bills are going to they're going to feast on is Tua's ability or lack thereof. He cannot, uh, you know, go through his progressions. As you can see here, when he's pressured, he kind of gets happy feet. And you're going to see him throw the ball off his back foot. And when he does that, mistakes happen. This kind of play happened more so often than not uh, this past game against the New England Patriots. And you can see the Patriots are only rushing four there. They're dropping seven, rushing four. Okay, so when Tua is focused on that that first read and it's not there, he he has a hard time trying to find other receivers. And so what he does, and when the pressure comes in his face, he kind of just throws it up there. You know, he got picked off once uh, late in the game, which we're going to show you uh, the next clip. But look for look for that to, 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 to be like the calling card um, with Tua because – that was one of the weakest areas that he had last year, and he didn't show any improvement last week. And and mm. not just us, but you you hear Miami fans and beat writers talk about this stuff. Like he has to be able to see the field better. There's no excuses. You have weapons galore. Why can why can't you process to go to read number two, to read number three, to read number four? I mean, these are things that Josh Allen kind of was zoned in on one guy he kind of progressed as we saw year to year where he can view you know he can look down every lane of the field you know and and get rid and throw the football right so when he tries to scramble it just doesn't work well so look for the bills to 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 rush four right drop seven or rush five right and and kind of get into his face because once they get in his face he's really bad uh with pressure coming in his face so well let's take a look at the fourth quarter play that you wanted to show 
Yes. So right before we start here, you can see how the Patriots are caught. We call this window dressing. OK, you can see them. It looks like they're they're rushing six, rushing seven. But what we're going to see is you're going to see four players rushing. You're going to see three go back in the coverage. Look, he's looking to his right. OK, now it's covered. He doesn't go to the check down. He tries to make a play here. This isn't college. People are going to eat you alive because you're slow. And then look, he just throws it up there. Look at where his hips are. They're pointing towards the sideline. He throws it up there. And look what happens. Interception. It's Miami's winning the game, 17-16, and it's the fourth quarter. Like, you cannot make these kind of plays. I mean, he just got destroyed. Like, <laughs> you, can't do, you can't do that. You cannot yeah. do that at all. So, you know, to, to kind of make things simple, when you're playing quarterback there, you you have a hot route. You have your, 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 your guy that you're going to throw the ball to or, you're, you know, you think this dude's going to be open. And then you have your hot route. So his he should have he should have thrown the ball away or should have hit the running back in the flat and not try to make a play like that. You know, if you're there's only certain guys in this league that can scramble around and make plays like that. There's probably only five guys in this league that can do that. And Josh Allen is one of them. If you're not him, Tua, I, I probably wouldn't do that. But if you want to do that kind of stuff, please do it tomorrow because the Bills are going to eat you alive. So you're going to see Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier kind of look, make it look like they did it last week in the Pittsburgh game. They're going to they're going to show six or seven in the box and, and try to blitz that way, and then they're going to drop them back in coverage because they really do believe that the Bills are going to be the defensive line. You know, now Ben Roethlisberger is one of the best at getting rid of the ball really quickly. Tua ain't there yet, so. Um, I, I believe that the, the Dolphins were 36% on third down conversions last week. That was really bad, 36%. Mm-hmm. So if you, you bring that in the, to the Bills with the Bills defense, it's going to be nasty. So um, that's, those are some of the things I wanted to highlight where the Bills can be uh, advantageous and, and, and cause uh, issues for the Dolphins. Well, so those two plays that you showed, like I said, it shows that under pressure, he's he's happy feet or, you know, everybody calls Josh sugar rush high or sugar high Josh. It looks like two is pretty much the same, but he doesn't have the same abilities to turn some of those plays into great plays. Like so a lot of times, yeah, we'll see Josh make a mistake, but then we'll also see Josh um, do amazing, great things. So when that happens, uh, you know, we only talk about the sugar high Josh when it's a mess up, but for the most part, you see Josh roll out, he breaks 15 tackles and then he jumps over the linebacker and he dives into the end zone for a touchdown. And it's like, man, that's incredible. Tua doesn't have that physical right. ability to do so. Um, and, and the way our defensive line is set up, man, we got Groot, like the way Groot looked. And I know he didn't have the same, he didn't have the same number of snaps as as the vets. And I get it. He's a rookie. He has to earn those snaps. And it might, I don't know what it is, why he wasn't in there more. But look, when he's in there, it's it's clear that this kid is something special, man. And I was wrong. I've been saying it since I figured it out. I'm admitting it publicly. I was wrong to not be excited about the Buffalo Bills draft and group. Um, Greg Rousseau is, is like, there was a play. I'm trying to remember. I think it was the second quarter, Kristen, if you can refresh yeah. my memory. It was like um, he was being blocked really, really well. Like like when I tell you the dude was blocked under like he literally reached his arm under the blocker and grabbed uh, Najee Harris and threw him to the ground. So while he's being blocked, falling backwards, he reached his arm under the the offensive lineman's arm and then grabbed down Najee. Again, a dude with a man body like this ain't no little dude coming into this ain't. um I'm trying to think of a small back. This ain't a small back coming into the, he's solid. He might not look like it because he's quicker than most and he's strong. Dude, Najee Harris got pulled down by one arm by Greg Rousseau running full speed. That's going to be a problem when it comes to Tua. It's going to be a problem. And they don't have the running game to me that Pittsburgh does. I know people are high right now on, you know, on what Miami thinks they're doing. And I'm not saying that as a hate. What I'm saying is I think Najee Harris is better than any running back they have down there in Miami. Absolutely. So when I'm saying, I don't I don't understand how people are are thinking this is going to go any differently. The Bills are legit now when it comes to the run defense. It was a problem and they corrected it. Um, Kristen, I mean, and I know I already asked you about about Groot, but y'all can pile it on me real quick because I was wrong. So so about Groot, what is it that makes you like what did you see that made you be like, yo, yeah, Spence is dumb. It's honestly. (laughs) (laughs) You saw him sneak that in there, right? (laughs) So Spence is dumb because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> because, it, it, like you just said, it's his length. 
that guy can come off the line and he's reaching through people. Like he's reaching through people. You know, he his arms are so long that he can just run through somebody and then he can be literally like two humans away and still take down Najee Harris. Like, and it's not just his length, it's his strength. I mean, he's fast, he's strong, and he's long. And he's just, I don't think that, I, I, I mean, you know, it, you don't get a huge flashy player in the first round of the draft. And it, with him, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Now it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, look what this guy can do. Yeah, no, for sure. And and that I, I think that's why it's like, okay, yeah, I was wrong. So when we when we drafted him, and I told you this this will probably be the last time I tell this story. Uh, but I was disappointed in group because when we took him, obviously he failed to us for a reason. The thing is he took last season off in college. He didn't play because of um COVID. He opted out. In my opinion, you know you're entering the NFL draft. You knew that. So why aren't you preparing for these drills? Why aren't you preparing for the things that they're grading you on to draft you? Because you took a year out. So really, they're looking at your film, and now they're looking at, okay, how did he stay in shape? How did he do this? What did he develop since he left college? What can we see with these drills? And even though I don't, I, I don't personally believe that you know every drill will translate to the field, a lot of them do, which is why they use these these drills and these exercises to see where the players stand. So he performed horribly. He performed horribly. And it's like, OK, yeah, he failed to us. He had 14 sacks in his or 15 sacks in his freshman year or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I was disappointed that he didn't maintain it and work through the summer. But like I said, I was wrong. I was completely wrong. Looking at this kid in preseason, looking at this kid now that the season has started, yo, and now, can I, can I, for a minute, can we talk about F.A. Obata? Like, can we just talk about how the combination of he and group together, it, it might really be scary for teams with this length that we have on the defensive line. Stros, can you talk a little bit about how F.A. Obata's presence, again, he didn't have the most snaps, but he had a presence. Can you talk a little bit about what you saw from F.A. Obata? Yeah, F.A. Obata is another guy, you know, I think he's six foot six. But the thing, the, the contrasting difference between his physique and Groot's is that F.A. is he's more solid. And uh, both of these guys are raw. Like that's that's the thing that like I love about them because they're they're raw talents that that are only going to get better. I mean, F.A. Obata led, you know, the Carolina Panthers. I mean, he had what I mean, he didn't lead them, but he had five and a half sacks last year. That would have led the Bills. Um, mm -hmm. F.A. Obata has has length. He has power. He's a powerful athlete. Uh, he's only putting together, you know, his pass rush moves and how to disengage from blockers and so forth. So, you know, you you put him in there, you know, with the Bills coaching staff and the and defensive line coach, you know, he's only going to improve, um, you know, from a snap count standpoint. Between Ed Oliver and, and Gregory Rousseau, they had the most uh, snaps from the defensive line, you know. And so we know that, that they like to platoon these guys and kind of, you know, switch them in and out. So, um, we're going to see what, what, what happens with F.A. Obata. But when you look at him, he's, he's, he's strong, he's powerful. He, he can use his hands and he's kind of, he kind of has a quick twitch to him. And so, uh, he's a special athlete from a guy that, that didn't grow up playing football. He kind of just, he kind of just started this thing like a few years ago. So, um, you know, what he's able to do, how many people do you know that didn't grow up playing football, but just kind of. He's in the league now, like, and he had five sacks last year. And the dude grew up in 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 England, like that. That to me is, is special. I mean, he's a hardworking dude. I love what what Fa Obata uh, brings to the table. I love the versatility. He he's a guy that could play inside at defensive tackle and at three tech, and he can also play defensive end. So that's one of the things that that McDermott, you know, those guys preach about. You know, scheme versatility. You know, he he could do a lot of things. So. Uh, you, you're going to see a lot of uh, D-line combinations uh, this year with, with this team. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, like I said, we, we do have um, we have my girl Angelina coming in here soon. Before she jumps in, 
Um, let's start getting some predictions. So, because I feel like I feel like when she gets in, the whole vibe is gonna change because she's already down there celebrating <laughs> Father's Day. So I, I feel like it's gonna take a turn. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's already gonna take a shift. So let's let's get our predictions in, let's get our hot takes and all that stuff in. And then that way when 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 she pops in here, then we can just you know, we can end the show out with a bang. So uh Kristen, let's start with you. Two things. One, I, I'm gonna need no three. We're gonna go three things i need a score prediction mm-hmm. i need a josh allen stat line and i need a hot take so like something that you feel like is is gonna happen that you just wouldn't even think about so same question for you Sterles, after Kristen, after k gun we're gonna change your name on there like it's say Kristen, and i know it's i know you want people to know you but you k gun when it comes to this you know what i mean like you and, and Sterles, i'm switching yours too it's gonna be Sterles for the girls gotta be that gotta be <laughs> let's that. go let's go all right let's go and I'm changing mine to Jay Spencer the babe. It's happening. But Chris, <laughs> <what's up? laughs> um, I'm actually, you know what? I, I'm probably going to get burned on this one. I am similar to how I, I didn't want to sleep on the Steelers. I also do not want to sleep on the Miami Dolphins. Um, they, they are, they blitz, they blitz hard. They're blitz heavy. That worries me. Um, I'm going to say that I'm going to put the, this game at like 33, 29, um, I wanted, I think it's going to be closer than we really are going to expect. I think it is going to be a higher scoring game. Um, so I'm going to go 33, 29 on this one. Did we actually record them last week? Did we record? A, we got to, we got to go back and look at those and see who was the closest on, on last week's prediction. Still. So I, still I don't think any of us were really wrong. All of us predicted the bills to win. Yeah. That's, so that's wrong. And then secondly, yeah. the scores, um, you probably, you probably were closest as far as like, the margin of victory yeah. um, because you, you had a closer game than everybody, but, but yeah, no, we were all, that was an L for everybody. That was bad. Yeah. yeah. My hot take. I think that, uh, I think Feliciano is going to be the Mongo comeback game. I also think that we need, we need turnovers this game. We need our mm-hmm. secondary to get on that. That didn't happen last game. That hurt. Um, so I think that we need that, but I, I, I'm, I love my man Mongo. I'm saying that this is going to be his comeback. Hey, I'm with that. I would love for it to be a Mongo comeback. Because to me, if it's a Mongo comeback game, that means it's a Devin comeback game. You know, like, and I know he didn't, Devin didn't have a, a horrible game by any means. So I don't, I don't mean, but if if the offensive line is clicking, that means the run game is going to be clicking. And that also means Josh will have time to throw the ball. So no, that's a hot take that I'm, I'm going to subscribe to. I'm, let me let me donate to whatever it is I got to do to make that thing happen. Steros for the girls, what you got, man? What's your, what's your prediction? What's your Josh stat line? And what's your hot take? All right, Jay Spence the babe. Uh, I like how you you worked that in there. Uh, 31-27 Bills is going to be a close one. I think you're going to see – I got a few hot takes for you. One, there's going to be a defensive touchdown. Two, Gregory Russo is going to have two sacks. Josh Allen's going to go – he's going to throw the ball 34 for 47, 345 yards and three touchdowns. Okay? Uh, Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. Hold me to it because it's it's going down. It's going down. We're we're getting excited about this game. Look, look, I'm telling you. Like, what do we know about Sean McDermott? Like, this was the perfect, perfect for the Bills to get their ass whooped week one. They're gonna have these dudes ready. If it's a blowout, ah, look, I I can't, I can't I don't know. But look. The, the the modest man in me says 31-27, but I'm I'm looking. If the Bills want to put up 40 on these cats, I'm totally cool with it. But Josh Allen's gonna show out tomorrow. He's gonna show out. Stefan Diggs is gonna have a big game as well. All right. Well, I'm 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 with that. You know, I'm I'm all the way there. Um, I'm gonna go, I've been saying 28 to 17. Ooh. And I think the Bills are gonna do it. I think Josh is gonna have two touchdowns and an interception. Sorry, Bills fans. Josh is not infallible. He's not going to be perfect. I think because of the the arrogance of the fact that, you know, obviously I, I've been, I'm, I'm attributing to it. I'm saying like, Oh, it's, he's, he's their daddy. It's father's day. So there's, there's a feeling that of confidence that he has to go down there because he's, he's had success in Miami. He's had success in Orchard Park playing against Miami. So there's just going to be a, a confidence um, that it kind of feels like, Everybody is saying, you know, Josh Allen to the Dolphins is going to be what Tom Brady was to the Bills for all those years. And I would love to see that as a Bills fan. Obviously, um, any team that we can dominate in our division is something that makes me happy. But I just think that we might kind of sort of be jumping the gun on that because Adam Gates was the coach for a a few of those wins. And, you know, and I think Brian Flores is a better coach. 
Um, I do think that we still win tomorrow because I think um, the Bills do not want to start the season 0-2. And, and I think if you're going to be, you know, a Super Bowl contender, if you're going to be trying to win the conference, you have to start off, you know, you got you got to win. You can't take this loss. Um, my hot take, I'm actually going to steal a hot take from my guy Richard Rush in the, in the comments here. My man says, hot take, Edmonds has a sack and two interceptions. Now, I know it's probably not likely that he's going to get the two interceptions because what I've seen from, from Tremaine is that, you know, he reacts quickly, but his hands just don't seem to react as quickly as his mind and the rest of his body. So, like, he'll be where the ball is and he'll die for the ball, but it just doesn't seem like something happens where he just can't catch it. And I don't, I don't know what's happening there, but he's going to get a sack. I think he's actually so I'm, I'm going to switch it up a bit, Rich. He's going to get a sack and he's going to force a fumble. I think my man Tremaine is going to catch a body and then he's going to pick the ball up after and run away. He's going to rob that man. You know how, you know, in the streets. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag catch a body. We, we catch him. You see something, say something because he's going to rob a man cold blooded on national TV. He's going to pop that dude. The ball going to pop out and he's going to pick it up and put it in his pocket. And that's going to be where it is. So I feel like my man Tremaine is really going to make some things happen. And, um, yo, I'm looking forward to it, man. Like, like I'm looking forward to having a good week after a loss. It's just not. This week, you know what? Let me ask you this, because this week I didn't have like the roughest of weeks. It wasn't like typically I'm like so invested in the game that like when the Bills lose, I don't want to talk to nobody. Don't text me. I turn my phone off. I mute for a couple minutes and whatever. This week it was just like, OK. And you you both remember right right after the game, we were in the parking lot again. We went to the tailgate uh, spot that we were at and it was just like, OK, I'm not that mad. Like, you know, it's week one. I'm not going to overreact. How did you take it? Let's start with Kristen. How did, how did you take it? Like, how did you feel this week after the Pittsburgh loss? Similar, like eerily not upset. Um, I, cause same, you know, I mean, the bills lose. It can ruin my, not only my day, sometimes it ruins a few days, you know? Um, for some reason, this one didn't bother me because I, I think that I haven't lost any faith in this team at all. I, I think that what we saw was, a team that is still really, really good. Um, we just needed them to shake off the rust. I mean, they went up against a real opponent. You know, the, the, this wasn't preseason anymore. This was a really good defense. We're not going to run into this a lot the rest of the season. And, and we still held our own. Um, but I think coming out of that, I still have all the faith in the in the world that we are still a, you know, we are still championship caliber. We are still Super Bowl caliber. Um, and I, I, I just wasn't as upset as I wasn't, I think, in past years. Um, yeah, I, I was okay. I'm okay, man. <laughs> what about you, Steros? Where was you at with it? Uh, I was disappointed. I mean, you know, you, you when you were at – if you're at the game, you know, you felt, like, the energy of the fans and, like, everything that it meant, you know. So you wanted a win. But you also have to understand that Pittsburgh's good, too. And those guys get paid just like the Bills guys do. And – uh if they were going to get a wake-up call uh, at any point in the season, I'd rather be right out the gate. You know, get take that L first, uh, you know, kind of regroup, you know. And it was one of those kind of things you and I, Spence, we talked about, kind of being, you know, the hunter and then the hunted. And the Bills are the hunted. So they have to kind of figure out, you know, that that mindset, that, that underdog mindset. They kind of have to adapt that again. Uh, and I think once they do that, I think they'll be okay. But – um, you know, I don't think they're going to go 16 and one, you know, I think they're going to lose three, four, five games possibly because I mean, teams are just going to play their best game when they play the bills because they're that good. So, um, it's okay, man. You know, it's easy to get so wrapped up in you know, people's hot takes and oh, the bills ain't this, the bills ain't that they didn't do this. They didn't do that. But we all know that, you know, cause we follow this team that this is a really good football team. They're going to be ready to play, you know, and they're just going to have to get used to taking everybody's a plus shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. So before we get out of here, it looks like Angie is, is uh, a little. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, 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 before I before I talk about Angie, before I talk about Angie, I forgot. I actually have to do the body count. OK, Tremaine, <laughs> Tremaine got hashtag body count. OK, he catching bodies this weekend. I'm putting the number at three. What y'all taking the over under on? under you're taking an under of three bodies yeah what about I you guess i'm gonna take go over i'm gonna go over i got right, it we gonna, gotta take i'm gonna keep a tally so so um i'm gonna bring my i'm gonna bring my friend my buddy my home girl um first of all 
y'all don't understand how much I love this woman. But we're gonna bring Angelina in. She's down in Miami right now, celebrating <laughs> Father's Day. What up, Ange? How's it going, everybody? Hi. How you doing? I'm great. I'm absolutely great. Seeing Bill's Mafia down here is like a whole other world. Believe it or not, this is my first away game. So just seeing the atmosphere down here and seeing everyone down here is just absolutely incredible. So this is your first away game and it's the Miami game. So first, tell us a little bit about because you actually you, you were you were awarded tickets in a special way. Tell us a little bit about why you're down in Miami. Yeah, so Warlock, um, as you know, LaShawn, um, he's an amazing, amazing human being. So he's always giving opportunities for people to win games. You know, it's either you just have to retweet it, things like that. So I did this months ago back in like, I think it was probably maybe May or April at this point. And I had retweeted it, you know, he makes it really, really simple to just kind of enter in and win. And I had won. And it was kind of like a graduation present to me is like what he said. And I just had, I was blown away. I was like, this is the most incredible present anyone could ever give to me. And I was so, so thankful. So um, I'm down here now for the game. Um, I know he did something kind of similar last week with the home opener that he picked a couple people to, to be selected, to be able to come to the home opener. So he's just, I, there's no one in this world like him. There really isn't. Like, he's just constantly, you know, helping people out, meeting different members of Bill's Mafia, making sure that they get out to games with him. And I just, I can't be more thankful for him. You know what, Ange, before, like, first of all, thank you for doing this. Like, I know I know it's like you're, you're down in Miami partying up. I'm laughing because I can tell, like, you're trying to really compose yourself when you're trying to do this thing. Yo, you are lit right now. I can tell you are you know, lit. So how's the party going? How's room? <laughs> well, how's the party going right now down there? You know, it's going. It's kind of been an all-day adventure, and it hasn't really stopped. You know, I had to kind of put like a little pit stop in there for myself because I'm like, hey, this is important. <laughs> we got to do this thing. But when I tell you, people have like swarmed in. We have people honking. We have people coming by like the groups, like. It's serious down here. Absolutely. Dude, Elbow awesome. Room looks nuts. It looks insane. Cause oh. I, I've got other friends also that I, I don't think that you know that are also in there, just like friends that I have that live in Florida. So I was getting snaps from every angle. There was a guy just walking around with a straight up parrot on his shoulder. There absolutely yeah. was. You're absolutely right. And I saw that person and I got to pet that said parrot. Absolutely. You're not wrong. Um, just the thing. Things you wouldn't think you would see. Obviously, it's cool. Like, I didn't even feel out of place because I'm like, this is family. Like, this is those my right? Like, I don't feel like out of place. But the things like that parent you would see, I'm just like, oh my God. Hold on. Wait. So, let me ask you a question. Like, did you actually see Toucan Sam, like on the strip in Miami? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> With some yeah. Fruit Loops. And yeah. then. And then for the fans, like, notice, like, there's a delay with Angie. It's not because it's bad bandwidth. She's just lit right now. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you listening in podcast form, so when you're listening to this as a pregame. Y'all, that's what it is. Yeah, it's okay. I'm loving it. I love, love the it. energy. Uh, so look, we're about to get out of here, Ange. I, like I said, I thank you for reporting live from Miami. Before you get out of here, do me a favor. Let me know. Um, I need to know your score prediction for the game. I need to know Josh Allen's stat line, and I need a hot take from you. Something that you think crazy is going to happen in the game uh, that you know nobody would expect. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I think we're going to win this week. Again, I know I said that last week, but I think Josh Allen's kind of, you know, especially how last week went, you know, the struggles that we had, especially on offense with the offensive line. I think we're going to get it together this week. I think we're going to pull out a win. Angry. I think he's going to want revenge. I feel bad for the Dolphins this week because I'm like, nothing is worse than an angry Josh Allen. So I think we are going to win this week. Score prediction. I didn't really think about that. Let me see. I'm going to say 28-21. It might even be more than that for us. 
but that's what I'm going to go with right now. But like I said, I think this is going to be a revenge game for Josh Allen. I think there's a lot of people who want to prove themselves right this game to show that they are in the right place, that they're trending in the right direction. So I think we're going to pull out with the win. Okay. Well, you know what? Real quick, I just got a text message that you're with somebody. Why don't I get a, a quick prediction game? Same thing. I want the game score. I want all that from your special guest. We got Ashley Petty down in Miami with Angelina as well. Ash, why don't you give us a quick prediction of the score? Give us a, a, a stat line for Josh and a hot take. I don't know. I just think we're going to rebound very heavily tonight or tomorrow. I'm sorry. I'm a little tonight. <laughs> This is too much. I love it. Yeah. You know what? No, I understand. No, Ash. No, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get you on a chop up when you're not. We'll, we'll let you prepare next. <laughs> I'm so glad that you guys are having such a good time. Like, I've been. Yeah. Great. <laughs> when that car pulled up playing Benny the Butcher, that shit was fire. Like, no joke. It was lit. <laughs> to be All honest. right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen, this has been the chop up. Hey, real quick. Oh. And Josh Allen has a hard time losing to this Dolphins team. You know, he's 5-1. and one, And other than the Charles Clay game, there really isn't you know, a time that he's lost to this team. So I don't see them losing again. Um, a hot take. I don't really have one. I think Cole Beasley's going to rebound a little bit this game because he looked a little rough last week, not going to lie. I don't think he drops that many balls in a normal in a normal game. So I think he makes a rebound. I think Cole Beasley's going to have a great day tomorrow. I would say Josh throws for at least 300 yards tomorrow. That's, that's my hot take. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was uh, a, another special guest, Miss Ashley Petty. Uh, so, real quick, Angelina, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on on your socials and where they can find your content? You also do the donut bag pie. So, why don't you talk about that really quickly before we let you get back to celebrating Daddy's Day? Yeah, absolutely. So, on Twitter, I'm Bills Babe Seven One Six. So, I always share, you know content on there and you do the donut bag that's usually the main place that i share the link for that and then i'm also on instagram as well at angelina zero so in twitter those are the main find on there Okay, well, you're actually breaking up a little bit now, so I'm going to, um, if I don't, hopefully Kristen would know the, the, the names, or actually say it one more time, it looks like we got your connection back, so say your Instagram again, we got your Twitter. Sorry. Yeah, so my, my Twitter is oh, BillsBabe716, so that's the main place that I'll retweet, you know, either to this podcast or the Donut Bag podcast if we do a show, or I'm also on Instagram at Bill's, um, Angelina 0 x That's the other place to find me. All right. Well, Angie and Ash, thank you all so much for, for checking in and, and reporting to us live from from down here at the beautiful beach. Y'all enjoy the rest of your night. I love you both. Stay safe. Get back to your room safe. Text me tomorrow. Let me know that y'all safe. You know how I am with that stuff. Don't have me. Don't have me coming down to Florida looking for y'all. OK, y'all be safe. I love y'all. I sure do. All right. Bye, guys. Peace. All right. Steros. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you and find your content, man? And uh, and, and we're going to get on out of here after Kristen. Yeah, at Furrow Sterling on Twitter, you can find me on the Cover One Network. Uh, the Hoof Live is on Tuesday nights, so that's where you can find me. But uh, I'm ready. I'm rocking. Hey, Jeffrey Dangers is a homie right there. Yeah, yeah. No, real quick, real quick before we get out of here. The other night I was doing, I think it was the – the hump day hotline joe and i were on the show together and i kept saying like he was commenting and i'm like yeah my man stros is in the comment i'm like stros you know i'm like stros could tell you we was at the game and blah 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 and then i i actually put the comment up on the screen and i saw the picture and i'm like yo i thought that was stros because because on twitter you that that's the name that you that you took on <laughs> i'm gonna so, throw like, another layer onto that so i was all i was watching that pod um, and here I am texting Sterles, being like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that that was you. Yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. back, and then you put it up, and I also saw the picture. And now here I am texting Sterles again, being like, just disregard that. It's not you. It was really right. <laughs>
<laughs> I felt all special Sterles was in the chat and it wasn't even him. But Jeffrey Danger, I still feel special that you was that you was yeah. in. It was just funny that I thought it was Sterles. Yeah, so, so it was one of those things where I saw, yo, that's a dope ass name for a white man. I'm like, you know, if I had to be a white man, I would like I want my name to be Jeffrey Danger, but like, you know what? I'm gonna add a P to it. So I'm Jeffrey P Danger representing the swag. <laughs> For my guy Jeffrey Danger, so that's how I'm getting down. So that's my guy. That's my doppelganger. That's the homie right there, and I'm doing this just like he is. So whatever. That's how we roll it. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, Krista. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, and not just you. Let let the ladies in the comments know kind of what you got going on and where they can kind of get involved and feel a part of this great community that has been built over the last you know five six years. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, personally, you can find me on Twitter at at Kim at Kimmick86. Um, but more than that, you can also find our organization, which is the Bills Mafia Babes, um, in multiple different locations. So on Twitter, we are at Bills Mafia Babes. On Instagram, we are at Bills Mafia Babes. On uh, Facebook, we do have an at Bills Mafia Babes recent page. It's a new business page that we just built um, that kind of allows the entire public to get in, get in touch with us that way and kind of follow along with different events and charitable aspects that we're pushing. Um, but more than that, we have the at Bills Mafia Babes uh, actual Facebook group. So we actually today just reached 12,500 women. It is an only woman group, um, except for there are three players in there. Mark Maddox, John Fina, and Aaron Williams are all members of this group as well. Um, Aaron, we just recently added in last week, but we encourage all women to jump in, you know, no matter what your level of football knowledge is, come in, it's a safe space. We, you know, we talk about football, we, we talk about our gear, we share things. You, last night, somebody started a thing where they wanted to have adoptions. When I say adoptions, it means that Buffalo women are now adopting, you know, expats um, and adopting them to be able to say, like, hey, I'll, I'll be your, your go-to girl to send you all that cool stuff that's rolling into, you know, Wegmans, and that's all only local Buffalo stuff. So they're doing some really great things in there. It's a big community. Feel free to jump on in there, um, and that's where you can find us. They got a lot of good stuff going on. For the record, I am an honorary member. Um, I do not have a Facebook, but they wouldn't let me in anyway. It's going to happen. Before this year is out, I'm going to earn my place in the Facebook group. I'm going to just tell y'all because I love the babes. The babe loves me. I'm I'm Jay Spence the babe. It's going down. Look, y'all know how I do it over here. It's your boy Jay Spence the king. I love y'all. I love y'all so much. This week has been kind of down, but it's been great because of y'all. The chop up is, has been dope. The code of conduct has been dope. Uh, the, the show that Joe and I do, Hump Day Hotline, has been dope. I just appreciate everybody. I love y'all. Look, tomorrow, enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. Party up. Enjoy this. It's going to be a great time. So like I said, y'all know how to do it here. Love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive and test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Y'all was about to get it. If y'all ain't say it, y'all was going to get it so bad. Y'all <laughs>